2: even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You go up against a team like this who's playing really well, who's by far the best team in the country. It's not even close. If you look at their schedule, you look at who
3: they've played, where they've played, it's the best team in the country. Um, But for them to come in here and do this to us on our home court, that should be a a little bit of an eye-opener for everybody. Yeah, they came in and did it. On your home court. I expected that, though. Yeah? Like, I know the Terps have been playing better, Rob. um, But it's not just playing. You're playing better against teams that aren't ranked. And all of a sudden, you come in and face the number one team in the country. By the way, you upset last year, right? Mm -hmm. They knocked them off last year. So you know they're going to come in fired up and ready for this game. Yeah, you honestly think. I mean, I didn't think it was as much of a beatdown as it could have been. 67-53? No, th- 67-53? Oh, no. Because they they could have just, in the first half, yeah. they were just handling them. I, th- I thought this thing would end up being a 20-something point game, to be honest with you. It ended up being, what, a 14-point game? Yeah. I mean, it does kind of suck. Well, you're, you're going to get conference play now, and then right after the turn of the year, you face the best team in the country. And I actually agree with what he said. I do think Purdue is the best team in the country. I was bullish on Arizona. Um, there's a bunch of teams that I really like. UConn's great. But Purdue, the one thing with Purdue is that I need to see them hit more threes. They need to be more consistent from the outside, where they're, they're, they've are they added some players to help with that, more or less off the bench. But they have two or three guys in their lineup that shoot threes. Their point guard kind of shoots maybe one or two a game. Um, but that being said, it, it's still the best team in the country. you got the big man that nobody really has an answer for. They always Zach seem Edie. to have
4: one. Yeah. I don't know where they get it, but they who, always seem to have the big guy.
3: Who was the guy before Edie that we were all talking about? And why can't I think of his name? Was it Wagner? No, no, because he was at Michigan. Um, no, there was another big with Purdue yeah. that was there alongside Edie, and we were like, "How the hell did they get these two guys?" Because remember, they they had a couple of seven footers. They always yeah, find. Yeah, they him.
4: always. That's what I mean. They always seem to have you know that guy. Um, but it's like it, 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 Listen, there's big man. You, It's like, yeah.
3: <laughs> and that's what it feels like too. But I, I don't know. I don't know what the trajectory is for the Terps. I don't know what to think about them. Um, but I, I did think they were starting to get better, starting to figure things out. That's why it's a shame that they ran into a team like this. Is it Isaac Haas? Haas, yes. Joe just told me. Haas was the, the big boy. Ain't gonna lie. <laughs> well there was another one too. I didn't know. It wasn't just Isaac Haas, he was the tall white kid that was just like rail thin, but they had another seven footer to go along with him. So here's my problem though. How does
5: Julian Reese play thirty four minutes and get four shots?
3: Probably because you have not worried about Edie the entire time. Wow. He played 34 minutes and got four shots. You might want to go back and check it, too, to see how many were drawn up for him that he was getting. Like, were, were, were any of them rebounds and putbacks? Were any of them, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, like, yeah. yeah. I mean, that to me, that's a poor job. I'd have to go back and rewatch That's
5: a poor job, man. You got, you got your best offensive weapon. In a game in which you lose by 14, he has zero points. He goes 0 for 4 with no points and seven rebounds. That's a poor job. Yeah. How do you get him four shots? It's not like he got in foul trouble. He ended up with four fouls, but he played 34 minutes. So you're not in you may end up with four fouls, Jeremy, but when you play 34 minutes, that means you weren't in foul
3: trouble. Mm-hmm. You just ended up with four fouls. You didn't have three at the half because you wouldn't have played 34 minutes. No. No. Yeah, you're right. Like he's playing through the game and or whether or not he picked up a bunch of fouls and then, you know, you start talking about it and then you're able to play with it. But usually you're right because coaches in, in college get so scared. You get five fouls. Yeah. You get three in the first half, your ass is sitting down. You get four in the second half, your ass is usually sitting down. So, um, I don't know, man. I, I don't know where this Terp seems going. I, I'll be interested to see them against some of the middling teams in the Big Ten to really figure out where they're at.
4: What's Wait, the problem? It's hard to, I mean, you expect them to lose against Purdue.
5: Yeah. I
3: mean, I mean there were seven, six six and a half point dogs at home. Yeah. I
5: just, I mean, I, that that was my big issue last night. My takeaway from that last night: How does Julian Reese play thirty-four minutes and put up four shots? Mm. That's an embarrassment. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you 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 literally can't let that happen.
3: Well, you know, and the the other thing that I, you know I'll bring up with this as well is once you start seeing um, the oh, I, let me pull up their schedule real quick. Because we knew they had a couple of tough ones coming up here right out of the gate, in, uh, um, w- with uh, March Ma- or March Madness, excuse me, with Big Ten uh, uh, conference play starting up, but it is something too where like the Big Ten's not an easy conference. So when I talk about the middling teams, you figure out who they're going to be. We've had years where you know Wisconsin's been good and Minnesota's been good and Northwest, like all these. We've had years where they've had good teams. Um, I don't know that this year is it. Like they've lost to Indiana already. Uh, You beat UCLA, which is a that's a to me that's a great win on the road, especially with all things considered. But you've got Michigan, Minnesota, Illinois is ranked ninth in the country, and I know they're dealing with some stuff. And then you face those Michigan State, um, Northwestern, Iowa, Nebraska. That'll tell me a lot about that team, even though I think Michigan State's better than what we've seen thus far. That that stretch there uh, in the middle of January is going to tell me a lot about them. Jameer Young put up twenty
5: three shots, twenty three shots.
3: Score He's 12 guard. of
5: 23 with 28 points. He's the only player that scored in double figures. Your second leading player with shots is uh, Jordan Geronimo, a guy who averages seven points a game. So Jordan Geronimo can get up 10 shots. You know what that says to me? Purdue said, let his ass shoot. <laughs> he goes three of 10. 0 from 2 beyond the arc. Purdue was letting him shoot. Hey, let's defend jo- let's defend Julian Reese. And you can't get them open. You know what that is? That's like that's like last year to me when um, uh, Greg Roman said, "Well, the other team knows what we're throwing to Mark Andrews." Yeah, well, they knew they was throwing to Travis Kelsey too.
3: <laughs> yeah, they,
5: they know who you're throwing yeah. to, but you find a way to get them open. Yes, they know you want to give it to Reese. Well, you scheme them open. You scheme you them open. Four shots in 34 minutes, man. Like that—that that to me is mind blowing. It's the only gotta, time I can give him four shots is if he got in foul trouble, he played less than 20 minutes or 20 minutes, and you didn't want to be too assertive, and he just out there to play defense. But man, that's that's ridiculous, man. That's when you that's when you got to evaluate y- y- yourself. That's when you watch film and evaluate yourself. I'm sorry. 410-583-1057. That's the number. Baltimore's Big Bad Morgan Show on the fam. What's the most intriguing matchup of Week 18? There are a lot of playoff uh, implications on the line. We're going to tell you what we want to see more than any of these games, other than the Ravens, of course. We'll do that at 930. On the other side, Jeremy
3: Kahn, it's the Daily Line. This is the absolute strangest night in the NBA that I've seen in a long, long time, and it has to do with totals. Wait until I give you totals for tonight. I'll talk about what, what happened yesterday. My favorite play I missed that I gave out for free, and then I went on to hit everything else. It's just a lovely, lovely day when you give out something for free to everyone, you hit everything else. But we'll talk about what went right, what went wrong yesterday, and go over today's slate where there's a lot of craziness in the NBA tonight.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.
2: on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. The
1: Big Bad Daily Line. Sponsored by FanDuel.
0: FanDuel is America's number one sportsbook. From the money line to the point spreads to player props, make every moment more with FanDuel Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NFL.
1: 105.7 The Fan.
5: Davis back for Cadeau.
4: Free to shoot. Back to Davis, a three at the horn, And
1: he buries it.
4: R.J. Davis, even though you know, it's still hard to stop it. R.J. knocking down the three as the halftime buzzer.
5: And with that three-pointer, Corey, he has just surpassed his head coach for
0: ninth in Carolina
5: history. Hey, Corey, I know that voice. You always telling me I don't know. My mama said I know. Yeah. You know how I hate when you that try Kevin to put Brown. your hand in your pocket and... You don't have no pockets.
3: No, I don't. That ever was Kevin do that. Brown. I got Kevin Brown. Kevin Brown on the call from uh, the ACC network. Um, that was my lo- well. Actually, I lost a hockey game last night too. So I went uh, six and two overall. Pittsburgh plus four and a half was my favorite play. If you watch the game, oh, got at the beginning of the game. And Rob, you'll understand this as a basketball coach when the other team misses like their first eight or ten shots, uh-huh. and you've only put up four points. You're like, damn. Here we go! What the hell? <laughs> they were fired up, and then one of the reasons why I love, uh, like, I liked Pittsburgh in this spot is they can really muck it up against other teams. Like, I think Capel's a great coach. Uh, I don't think he has the talent there that he wants to have, um, but they were in a really good spot. And UNC hits that three right before the half. You heard that from RJ Davis, which I believe gave him a four-point lead at the half. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. And then they pulled away in the second half. But again, sitting here dwelling on a loss, I called the Thunder. They won outright. Purdue over Maryland. Uh, My my subscribers also got Iowa. Wisconsin over, which they scored 60-some points in the first half. And the over was 152.5, but it went over. Under in the Bulls game, we had Buffalo and Wake Forest. All those hit. Overall, it was a winning night, but it felt bad because you lose your top play overall. So where do we look for today uh, when we're going to look at action? And when you check out College Hoops, there are a couple of top 25 matchups that you could take a look at. Miami is a live dog against Clemson. Clemson's the 16th ranked team in the country. Miami's 10-2, and two, Clemson's 11-1, and, and they're hosting them. Um, could be a good spot right there. And Providence is hosting Seton Hall. The only top 25 matchups we really have to pay attention to in college hoops. Um, I'm going to get to the NBA stuff in just a second, but you know there will be other spots that I think you can look at in college hoops uh, if you want to go to them. Uh, Loyola, Illinois is in, an, in a nice spot. Um, so is Stanford against UCLA. That'll be a later game though. Uh, but I'll have a full slate of college hoops plays that I like. And, you know, with that Clemson game, that'll, that'll be the marquee game tonight, depending on which side you end up on. Uh, but it should be a fun one. Rutgers is at Ohio State for the other Big Ten fans, uh, if you guys want to watch. And Notre Dame-NC State could be a, a good one as well. On to the NHL, where, Ed, we really get some light nights here. It's very light tonight. I didn't like a lot last night. Just the one game, and it didn't go over. Um and tonight, it's kind of the same thing. The only thing I would say is New Jersey and Washington maybe under the five and a half, as I'm looking at it early. Who'd you have yesterday? It might get the six. I had the over in the Nashville game. Nashville-Chicago finished 3-0. Chicago added nothing against Nashville, but was yeah was never in doubt. Like, it wasn't like it was going under, it felt like, the whole time. Um, but the NBA is where I want to focus tonight, because it's a full slate. And listen to this, guys. These are the totals on some of the matchups. <laughs> it's just, It's insane. 238, Detroit and Utah. 239 and a half, Washington and Cleveland. 231, Toronto and Memphis. Toronto and Memphis used to play, those totals used to be like 196. Portland and Dallas, 234 and a half. Orlando, Sacramento, 231. But wait, there's more. <laughs> Oklahoma City, Atlanta, 247 and a half. And we're back again with the Bucks and the Pacers. 258 and a half. Are you like? There's no the lowest total tonight is two twenty and a half, and that's Chicago and the Knicks. Man, what the hell is going on in this league that we're seeing all this high scoring? It's just it's made for it. And if you like points, you're going to get them Uh, tonight. Where am I going to look? I'm going to be looking at a ton of these overs, guys. I think they're great spots. I'm sorry, I know Cleveland can slow the game down, but Washington is terrible, man. They can score. They just said they want three first round picks for Kyle Kuzma. Good luck with that one. Washington-Cleveland over 239.5. It's a play. Detroit and Utah over 238. It's a play. Toronto and Memphis over the 231. Might be my favorite over tonight. Mm-hmm. And I like the Bucks pacers again at 257.5. They had a down second half where the Bucks scored, what, 50-some points in the second half. That's not enough in a game that has a total of 257.5. Giannis got his triple-double. Tyrese Halliburton almost had one. The only difference is if they're making their shots. If they're missing shots, yeah, it's going to go under. But I I like these two teams to get it done. They don't like each other. We'll probably see them in the playoffs at some point. Pacers and Bucks over the total. One side that I like tonight, I was all over OKC last night. Loved it. It's a perfect letdown spot with a back-to-back on the road against the Hawks. Hawks are reeling, trying to figure out what they're going to do. All these possible rumored trades. Will Pascal Siakam be on the move? Will DeJounte Murray be on the move? Mm-hmm. Sadiq, the Hawks have a lot of players that are the same guy. You know they need to move like two of their small forwards slash shooting guards out and figure something out as far as the rotation goes. And there's a chance they might move uh, Capella out because Ongweku is or Okongwu, o- excuse me, is uh, one of their. I mean, you want to see this guy play more minutes. He's an athletic freak at the center position. But I do think the Hawks are in a great spot. Plus one and a half to knock off the Thunder. After the Thunder. Beat the Celtics last night. Again, perfect letdown spot. We'll see if the Thunder do it. And if you haven't been watching the Thunder, guys, this is a championship-caliber team. They've built the potential for a dynasty, depending on how things go once they get in the postseason. We haven't seen them play in the postseason yet, but there's so much talent there. And I saw somebody who was a Kendrick Perkins said, the Thunder are filled with a bunch of young ball players with old souls. They all love one another. They're all rooting on one. It's, really? Yeah, it's a team, starting with, with Shai Gilchrist-Alexander, He is so freaking good. And last night had a huge game for them to knock off what a lot of people believe is the best team in the NBA in the Boston Celtics. So there you go. I I think it is an interesting night, depending on what you want to watch. Lots of great basketball. Pacers, Bucks should be a good one. Um, And uh, I I mentioned some of these other games. Uh, New Orleans, Minnesota will be a good game. And then you get LeBron going back against his former team, the Miami Heat. If that interests you in a nightcap. So there you go. There you go. Thank you very much, Jeremy Khan. 410-583-1057.
5: That's the number. Let's go out to Parkville. Let's get Rick. What's up, Rick? Rick? Rick, are you there? Yo, Rick. (laughs) I don't know where Rick is. He gone. He
3: gone. You know, with... um, Out of
5: here like last year.
3: With this weekend and uh, the weather, have you been checking up on what it's supposed to look like for the Ravens game? It keeps changing. Yeah. Because
4: it went from like, you know, 11 inches of snow, then it'd be like a wintry mix with rain with snow, and then it was 70% yesterday. I am checking on it. So. See, this is what you should say. It
3: What? They don't know. They don't. They don't know. That's why somebody told me instead of a handicapper, I should be a weatherman. Because I don't know either. <laughs> that guy was a jerk, but at least he was funny. That's a funny line. You can make fun of me with something that's funny. But that point... Uh, ears. With, I... I almost said something I should have said on the air. <laughs> Um No, the the thing I wanted to say about the, the weather this weekend is you see all these memes going around. It's going to be zero to sixty two inches on Saturday. Right. Like it, it's like nobody knows zero to sixty two. Like what? What? What are you supposed to? Like you're preparing oh, you're for plan this? Plan for that? Yeah. They did say it could be no snow. It could be
5: sixty two inches. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. It could be either, right? <laughs> <Whatever>. Who knows? <laughs> well, that's the weather report. <laughs> weather gets on TV. Who knows, you know? <laughs> Who knows?
3: <laughs> we don't really know. Take out a light jacket, take out a heavy coat. Be ready for both. Take both. That's your weather report. <laughs> but it is frustrating because I know there uh, a lot of people are selling their tickets to this game. And what sucks for people is when you have a home Steelers game, if you're going to sell it, usually it's worth a lot it's worth more. worth something. <laughs> people are starting to give that stuff away, knowing yeah. the weather, too. Oh, man. Let's go to Sammy in Annapolis.
1: What's up, Sammy? Hey, I'm about to go over the Bay Bridge. I don't know what my signal's going to do, so I'll get right to it. By the way, love your show, guys. Really enjoy the Thanks. the sports conversation as well as the conversation about the meta,
5: metaverse and Munchausen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. What's you're on your
1: buddy? Getting to the – um, so that guy you had on earlier today was amazing uh, in the like eight o'clock hour, uh, it's like Baltimore Sports. Kim McCusick. Kim like McCusick. Yeah. Filmstudy dot com. Yeah, yeah you get him back again and again. He's on. I, I, I he's on every.
5: Him. He's on every week during the football season.
1: Oh man, that was. I, I don't know how I have missed him, but that was great. It's usually um, every so Tuesday. The officiating coming uh, team coming into town on Sunday. Does anybody ever break down – I'm sure they do, but I'd like to you know know where to find it um, – how officiating crews in the NFL affect betting lines?
5: Oh, this, this crew is not very good. They may be demoted. They're the worst crew. They're taking
3: playoff games away. You got the crew that had the Dallas-Detroit game where they had the the goofy call or not non-call. We just been told they are out of the playoffs. They had a, they had a bad call also 2 weeks prior. They've had they've had uh 3 or 4 of those this year where right. they Brad's crew has been called out. It's Brad Allen, right? Right. His crew has been call, called this out. One with the Lions call? Yes. Yeah. 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 So but they ended up getting another primetime game. They're not getting the playoffs, but they get a primetime game with the Ravens this weekend. Uh, but there is like Warren Sharp on Twitter Calls out referees and tells you some yeah. of their um like the the refereeing groups that call more holding calls right. or more pass mm-hmm. interference calls. Uh they follow that stuff.
4: Rex Ryan would went, went off on this crew. He should <laughs> talk because he said, you know, there's no big deal. It is a big deal. He said it, it could, you know, be the top seed at risk here.
3: Did yeah. either one of you see the Rex Ryan moment with Dan Orlovsky yesterday? Yeah. Where he had Molly Kiram's uh yeah. shoe and he was holding it. Yep. And he leans down and they caught him sniffing it on live TV? Get out of here. It's it's on there. It's so on TV. He's got a foot fetish. I bet, like I bet you can
5: YouTube it. I don't. I'm not. Sniffing. You ever smell people's shoes? Nope. Never. My own. Make sure before I put it I don't on. Even do that. If I need to spray something. <laughs> Joe LaCroix encore 9:45. But on the other side, the, the most feet. intriguing matchup of Week 18 in the National Football League, right here on the Fan. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter.
1: Drink responsibly.
5: Beer imported by Crown Port Chicago, Illinois.
1: There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. That's where an agent who is a Realtor comes in. To navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. 9:31 in
5: the a.m. Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the Fan. Ed Norris, Rob Long, Jeremy Kahn, and you,
3: Jeremy. What's the most intriguing? Why'd <laughs> you jump like your mom? The hell out of me! Man. Why you, you just yell at me? I thought, <laughs> thought I thought I was doing something nefarious over here, and all of a sudden you yelled at me. I jumped up like what the?
5: What's the most intriguing matchup for you in Week 18? Look, I, I hope you doesn't
3: pick mine. God, my, I know mine. Is. I'm trying to pick a different one so I don't pick the one you guys pick. You but don't, you don't know what's different. You don't know. Well, I, look, I mean, I think there's there's a couple of them. That give me one. Mm. The most. The Jets and the Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> no, really. No, I, I mean, look, I'll say the obvious one for Sunday night. Miami-Buffalo is what okay. we want to see because All it right. does decide a lot of things. I don't but think this I, ends. But yeah. I'm not kidding about the, like, I want to see the Jets and Patriots because if the Patriots win this game, they're just screwing themselves, you know, like, you, think, you want to see it, but that's not the most intriguing. No, no. Yeah. It's, it's awful. I want to see that too because I want to laugh at him like
5: I just did. you for for that. Ed, most intriguing for you. Houston Indy. That's mine. Is it? That's mine. Yeah. Yes. I, yeah. it, because I want to see if Indy can do it with a backup quarterback, and if they do, what are they going to do next year? And I love CJ Stroud. He's like yep. my favorite young quarterback,
3: man. I love that guy, man. Do you think the AFC playoffs are going to be interesting? Yes. Because we're we we're going to have some backup quarterbacks. We're going to have some bad teams probably that yep. get in. Because um, if the Steelers, the Colts, these teams that that could possibly get in, that's what you're going to be watching. Um, everything else has kind of been eliminated down to this group of teams that we have. So we kind of know. I think the NFC is a little bit more wide open. Yeah, I was surprised in your pick, Ed. I, I honestly
5: was. Um, I thought for sure you'd pick Detroit, Minnesota. I was gonna because, but I mean, Detroit's got the division, you know,
4: sewn up. I do, I think they may have screwed out the number one seed with that call. So I mean, I obviously I'd like to see them do well, but I I'm really interested because this is for the division. You know, you got CJ Stroud who I really like, and I'm really surprised the Colts are doing as well with the you know a backup quarterback. Um, so I you know and the whole the division's locked up. Everybody's
3: nine and seven. Chargers are three point favorites over the Chiefs. I don't know what the Chiefs are going to look like headed into the postseason. Chargers I are mean, favorite over the Chiefs. Do yeah, yeah. they expect them to sit people. still? Well, this is the problem with betting this week, is it's just, it's kind of a crap week. And I like I was talking about, the Cowboys are 13-point favorites over Washington. And the reason that game's intriguing is because, like, if you're Washington, you know you need to lose this game. I don't care what anybody's telling you. You need to lose. You got a top-two pick. that's It's locked in. You control that. But would you like to knock the Cowboys down a peg and maybe give the Eagles the one seed, or not the one seed, but the two seed? Pittsburgh's favorites against the Ravens. Yeah. Yeah. Good reason. Yeah. All those things. And by the way, they don't know what the teams are going to do. They, they don't. This is what they're expecting. No, they don't like because some of these teams will leave their starters in longer. And it does change the game. So and you can't go into don't go into this week betting and saying this team has something to play for, so I'm just betting on them. There are a lot of teams that'll play spoiler, man. That's it's just not the right way to look at this week's slate. 410 583
5: 1057. 5, That's the number, but it was big bad morning show on the fan. Um, those, the NFC South as a whole is very intriguing because that division is still up for grabs, right?
3: For everyone, yeah. right? Yes. Except for Carolina. Yeah, Carolina's so, yeah. the only one with Is no... Atlanta eliminated? I don't think no. they are. No, 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 they're no. no. Not. They just, might have some weird Carolina. tiebreaker scenario, but... Uh... No,
4: Tampa's playing Carolina
5: this weekend.
4: Yeah, so, so that's, a, that's a win.
3: I'm assuming they need Carolina to beat Tampa Bay and they would need to win and some other goofy things to happen. Atlanta's not
5: eliminated yet, but their chances are so bad that they don't even have the scenario written next
3: to their names. <laughs> <laughs> There's probably like nine teams or nine different things that have to happen uh, for them to get a wild card spot. But, yeah, look, I, I, I don't know that we could have asked for a better Week 18 with so many meaningful games, um, if I'm being brutally honest, even though I think this season has been kind of, uh, from an NFL standpoint, not from a Ravens standpoint, crap. Um, it just with all the injuries to quarterbacks, it's just been so bad because if while we're looking at all these teams, you start looking at the totals, and granted, we are later in the year how many total like the Jets and Patriots, it's 30 and a half. There is no NFL game outside of a torrential downpour you can't see in front of you that should have a 30 total. It's ridiculous in this league with all the advantages on offense.
5: Four ten five eight three one zero five seven is the number. Let's go to Parkville and get Rick strike again. What's up, Rick?:
1: Yeah, hi gentlemen, Good morning. Good morning. 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 How are you? Like to make a couple comments. Uh, I love the way the Ravens spanked Miami, and I heard there was some disgruntled Miami players said we ran the score up. That's a lot of bull because they scored seventy against Denver.
5: I don't. I don't think it was the players, Rick. I think it was more the media and the fans.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I can believe that. But uh, anyway, they keep playing the way they're playing. I can't see anybody beating them. And that third down where Huntley threw the TD pass to Kohler. That was a third and long, so he was going to throw the football, you know. And then I want to turn to Maryland basketball. Um, I don't know if you can uh, clarify this for me, but I think Maryland, I don't know whether they recruited some seven-footers. i like to see them get some trees in there. Like North Carolina used to recruit height. Do you know anything if they have well, anybody? They,
5: in- they recruit height. They can't sign height. There's a difference. They recruit Everybody, if they're a top ten ball player, you can
3: guarantee they're recruiting them. It's just a matter well, of sealing the deal. Remember, they were in on Hunter Dickinson, yeah. the big boy from Michigan that's on Kansas. Twice. Yeah, they were out of like, high
5: school and as far as transfer. Yeah,
3: but he picked Kansas. So NIL.
5: A heck of an NIL deal. Am I am I right? Uh, we haven't heard from Miami players complaining about I haven't them. heard any yeah, of Not the players. It's more yeah. media. Even their fans. head coach is like, what do you want? We gotta stop the play. Right. You know? Rashawn in Baltimore. What's up, Rashawn?
1: Hey, good morning, fellas. How y'all doing? Good morning. How are you? Amari, right. talking about intriguing matchups, matchups this weekend, I think the two NFC East games are going to be uh, kind of interesting. I mean, I know the Giants are going to to play spoilers against the Eagles, and the Eagles been a little down. Uh, Giants should have beat day. them last time. Exactly, they definitely should have. And um, I, I'm surprised that the uh, Cowboys are, what, 13 or 14 points favorite. y'all said, you know, against the um, Commanders. Because the Cowboys, you know, uh, Mike McCarthy can coach on the road. So I wouldn't be surprised if they uh lose this game and the Cowboys and the Eagles both lose. Why is this so. cat burying the lead though? Just the lead.
3: Are you going to let me borrow that black vest or not, man? Yeah. I want to wear that thing. I'm out. Out to, I i will not deny yeah. it. I'm a straight black vest.
1: <laughs> listen, listen, Jeremy, man, you you don't know about fashion. You wear hoodies all the time, man. That that's a Jean Paul Gaultier t- vest, man. The French Italian guy, man, you know the like French the French Italian, Italian guy?
5: guy? Is he <laughs> What bad. is is he French or is he Italian? <laughs> My bad, he's French.
1: He's French. French, French Italian so he's, guy. He's French, but his mother was Italian. My bad, you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what, now, what is that? Is that leather? Yes, yeah, leather. Is that velvet? What is that, velvet? 100% leather, 100% leather man, you know. I, I was on my uh, my Tupac mold, you know. Yeah, on you I, you know I sweat I'm a lot, that. though, so that thing might constrict me. Do we, do on we me. post
4: a side by side picture of him and Tupac?
3: I did. He did it on his post, but we didn't share that. Yeah. So, maybe you could tag one of us in the side-by-side. Say who, wore,
5: who wore best? Yeah. Let's go to Hubie in Baltimore. Hubie, Hubie. What's up, man? Hey, hey good morning, fellas. Good morning, so, man. This is coming from the Ravens Nation's Facebook
1: page. It was an interesting question.
5: Uh, now that Andrews is out, do you feel as though Lamar is finding more targets or is it Monkins play calling? And i, I like to answer that, too. Go ahead. What, what do you think it is?
1: I didn't – I didn't I – didn't, I went – I went – somewhere
5: in the middle. I went with the offensive line. Due to Marcus play calling, the offensive line
1: is blocking more better to give Lamar more time, and he's seeing more targets. That was my answer to it, and he even can check down out of the backfield. I went that's, with the offensive line. That's interesting. Of,
5: the, the, the line is interesting. I, I because I initially would have gone with Andrews out, his favorite guy's gone, so he's spreading the wealth around. I, mean, I, I still believe that. But but the yeah. the, the, the fact you're, you're saying the fact that he's getting more time is is, is probably one of the reasons. that's an interesting call, but I initially would have gone, Andrews is out, my favorite's gone, so let me just spread it around. I gotta find somebody. Yeah. Yeah. okay. 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 All right. Well, about the monsters play call? I, I don't think the play calling has changed much. I think Lamar is spreading around a little bit more. But I, I'm, honestly, Hubie, you you threw a curveball in that by pointing out the fact that he has more time to look around. <laughs> I mean, that's, a, that's something that I hadn't thought about. And you're right. He had all day and night to sit in the pocket on Sunday. So it's easy for me to spread the wealth when I can sit there and figure out uh, he's open, but yeah. I like the other option better that's a little bit deeper. You know I mean, you had that time to, to process it. So that's an interesting point. Thanks a lot, Hubie. Four ten five eight three one oh five seven. That's the number. Baltimore's big bad morning show on the fan. Joe LaCroix has the encore. His first encore of twenty twenty four right here on the fan. Why well, you sitting over there tight lipped?
3: Yeah, he is. But like your
5: jaws, your jaw just your jaw just lined up. What happened? You wanna know?
3: Yeah.
4: <clears throat> I needed to book a flight. I booked I went on yesterday and found a couple of flights. huh. <clears throat> I didn't pay for it yet. Uh-huh. I just went to pay for it, It went up two hundred dollars. Hey, I, I oh,
5: knew God. that, 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 that jawbone just t-
4: tightened up. How is that possible? Within <laughs> less than twenty four hours. Now the flight's more expensive. Do we need more gas? Yeah,
3: <laughs> like, <laughs> gas went up. What happened? But wait, there's <laughs> more. Yeah,
4: I'm like stunned.
3: That's it is unreal. Like in these, uh, you look at some of the. the like when uh, we had some issues down south with hurricanes right. and flooding and whatnot, and then the people that rise the raise the prices of water, and it's like, hey, you want a you want a case of water? It's one hundred and fifty bucks, and you're like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> mm, <it's>
4: capitalism <laughs> at its finest. Like I told you at the airport, you know, why is it, why is this, this you know, a small twelve ounce bottle of water? Why is it five and a half dollars? Because you can't bring it in. They don't let you bring it in, and then they gouge you for
5: yep, it. You can't bring it in. By the way, and I just you just I just realized something. He lost a lot of weight. I can see his jawbone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he lost. He lost a lot of weight, man. I have. It locked <laughs> up. I saw it lock up, and it, the vein shot up his temple. Like that's, something's going on over that's there. That's the
4: bad part. Now people see the real me.
5: Two hundred dollars? Are you kidding me? You no, know, it went up two hundred dollars. I that means it's more than that. And that's the encore for the day. That was way back in first segment. Yes, yeah, six o'clock. Six o'clock in the morning. After six o two. Literally, opening of the show. Let's go to Dan in Harrisburg, PA. What's up, Dan?
1: Hey, how's it going, man? I'm just piggybacking off the previous call I heard talking about the O-line and how much room Lamar's had. Hey, man, I was driving back up to uh, PA where I reside now. I'm from Baltimore. But uh, when I was driving back up on New Year's, Rita was doing a segment. I think it was like three headlines from the season, aside from Lamar being the MVP that got us the season. I don't think I heard a single person mention the trenches, man. Both defensively, offensively. I know we might have lost a couple
5: games up front offensively, but it's hey, just a day from my speech. I feel like. Hey, thanks a lot, Dan. Da- 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 yeah, you kind of faded a little, little bit towards the end there. But, yeah, they played. I mean, let's not act like the offensive line played great all year. They had, not they've been a source of concern. Mm-hmm. They have. I think I think Sunday, I don't want to overstate this, but that may have been their best game.
4: Oh, it was. Ken said that. He said it was the best game they played all year.
3: Can I, so we haven't talked Orioles at all yeah. because there hasn't been much, but with right. you brought up the fact that the Braves traded for Chris Sale. Right. Do you think that puts them out on making a move for Dylan Cease? Would that be more likely that Cease might be the Orioles' number one target?
5: Uh, he could be the Orioles' number one target, but I don't think that puts the Braves out.
3: Okay. Because
5: – I think Dylan Cease said, is coming here. Sale is a one-year fix.
3: Yeah, but they gave up some prospect, some young players. Yeah, uh, but, They still have more, don't get me wrong, yeah. but – I don't know how much money they want to put into it? i really cause... like Dylan Cease right? yeah. here. I want to as well, but I'm just asking the question. I don't think that puts
5: them yeah. out. Now, did time I... for you to find out what we learned today. Ed North, what did you learn today? I learned airlines have algorithms that when you search
4: for flights, <laughs> <laughs> if you don't pay for it, you go back the next day and do it again, they get your IP address. And the flights are more expensive. So many people emailed and texted me about that. So if you don't pay for it, you pay for it. Yeah. If you see it, buy it. Yeah. Because it was the difference was enormous. The flights went from one ninety to four hundred forty one and five twenty eight with the cost of the tickets one way. Gotcha. So Florida. It's not even two hours in the air. Hmm. Come on. Gotcha.
5: Yeah. What are you gonna do? Jeremy Khan, what did you learn? I thought you're doing what you learned. Oh, you're right. I do it first. I'm sorry. You do the, <laughs> you do the knock knock jokes. <laughs> <laughs> you want another one? <laughs> All right. Some uh, birthdays in sports. Bobby Hull, yeah, the yeah. late Bobby Hole celebrating the birthday today.
3: Did he just die last year? Didn't we just do this with somebody? I don't know. I
5: don't know. Maybe he didn't. It was the cast. Uh, Former Please. baseball player Darren Dalton celebrate the birthday today.
3: Oh, yeah. A little wild one, yeah. Uh,
5: Jim Everett, former quarterback, the one that beat up Jim Rome on TV. Celebrating Call the birthday, him Chris. yeah. He
3: should have beat his ass. <laughs> By the way, Jim Rome's about four foot six. Talking is all really? that, tr- oh, he's so tiny.
5: Former basketball great Cheryl Miller celebrating the birthday today. Reggie Miller is actually the second best Miller in the family. Mm-hmm. Uh, former dri- driver uh, Michael Schumacher celebrating the birthday today. Marylander, no, he, I think he married a Marylander. Former baseball player AJ Burnett celebrating the birthday today. Yeah, he's Still here. I said be mar- he's here because he married one, right? Yeah, but not I, from uh, here.
3: No, yeah, I think you got a right, Monkton. but he's still here.
5: Yeah. Yep. Uh, and you remember him from the great catch of the Super Bowl and nothing else. David Tyree celebrating the birthday today. You know who else is celebrating a birthday? They got to throw it to him. You can't spell elite without Eli. Eli Manning celebrating the birthday today. You know who else? No, who? Bobby Hull. I
4: said that. <laughs> you said him first, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know he died less than a year ago. That's what I thought. Yeah, he died January 30th of 23.
3: He didn't say the late great. He did I know. And I He's, asked him. I just checked the date of death. Th- he yeah. died just last year. Yeah. He said, I say you, he did. Yeah,
5: Yeah. How, how about that? David Tyree and Eli Manning share birthday. Yeah. That is mm. funny. <laughs> was one of the most yeah. memorable catches in Super Bowl history. That's all David Tyree ever did. Remember he was a raven for a minute? Yeah. Like, was it a minute or a like, half minute? A long time. <laughs> What's up, man? Long time ago. What you got for us?
3: Yeah, you know, like with all the new jobs that I have now, I'm thinking uh-huh. about starting a new uh, company. It's What's a, that? It's a So what we're going to do is we're going to repair and service vibrators. Mm-hmm. We're going to call the store, inspect her gadget. <laughs> no, it wasn't working for you. <laughs> I once entered the World Kleptomaniac Championships. I took gold, silver, and bronze. <laughs> <laughs> My wife told me I'd grown as a person. Her actual words were you gotten fat, but we know what she means. Two carts. Oh, he didn't give me anything. With that. Two cartoonists had a fight. It ended in a draw. Someone just called my phone, sneezed, and then just hung up. I'm getting sick and tired of these cold calls. <laughs> That's so so corny, man, you had to laugh. That's so so corny, you had to laugh. Well, this one's even dumber. My sister told me to take the spider out instead of killing him. So we went out to the bar. We had a few beers. It was fun. Turns out he's a web designer. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Um.
0: Vinny and Haney up next. Have yourselves a safe and wonderful day. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,